Hi, everyone. Welcome back to the Marketing for the Uninhibited podcast. Today, I have a very special guest joining us, and I'm so excited to talk with her. Kayla Pipko is here from Docs Design. Welcome to the podcast, Kayla. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to chat today. Yes, me too. Um, first of all, is that wallpaper behind you? Or like, it is so adorable. Yes, yes, it is. It took a lot of work to put up, but it was worth <laughs> it for the feature wall. Yeah, I love it. I love it. Um, so I'll just have you start by introducing yourself. And then just so everyone knows, we're going to get into all things packaging and branding today. So have your notebooks ready. Yes. Hi, everyone. My name is Kayla Pipko. Um, I am the founder and creative director of Docs Design. And Docs Design is a creative studio that specializes in branding and packaging design. So we like to say that we breathe life into businesses' vision and mission through visual storytelling. And a really big part of that is obviously your brand, but for product companies specifically, packaging design as well. Um, So I have a team of about three designers and we work day in and day out with a lot of small businesses kind of just bringing their vision to life and really unique and colorful and bold ways. Yes. Thank you so much for being here. So start with, um, give us a little backstory. How did you get started in doing this? Yeah. So um, I actually went to art school for design. So um, I was in the yearbook club in high school and I just like really liked doing like layouts. I could like remember all the way back to like third grade, like laying out PowerPoint presentations. And I just like loved. That's so funny. Yeah. So I always knew like I wanted to do something with it. Um, but my yearbook class, my professor was actually like a graphic designer by trade. And she was like, have you ever heard of graphic design? Like it's a career path you can take. And I was like, oh no, I didn't even know. Um, so I ended up going to college for design, um, went to art school, did all that. And, you know, I was on like the fast track to go work in a city, work in an agency, work my way up to be a creative director. Like that was the path that we were like kind of told in college that we could take. Um, and very quickly realized that I did not like working an office job. (laughs) Um, so I worked at one of the top agencies in the Midwest. I worked with really big brands like Target. It was like seemingly like a dream job from like the outside looking in, but just going there every day was soul sucking for me. Um, and I have three little doxies, which is where the name docs design comes from. Yeah. And that's where our love of like dogs come from. You'll see it's obviously a huge part of our brand. And I just hated leaving them every day. And that was kind of when the whole work from home thing was just kind of starting to take off. It wasn't a huge thing. Um, So I started freelancing on the side because I wanted to work from home. And also I just needed like some more creative energy outside of my agency. And it accidentally became a business. Um, I say accidentally, but a lot of hard work went into that. So I'm probably not giving myself enough credit there. I actually just saw your your Instagram (laughs) post on that. So I was like, yes. Um, so I ended up um, freelancing on the side for my agency job and it got to the point where I was making more money freelancing than I was in my agency job. So I was like, there's something here. I'm going to double down on it. Ended up filing for an LLC for Docs Design and we are now going to be in our fifth year of business this Congratulations. year. Congratulations. Yeah. That's amazing. I love that. I love when it just like organically grows. Like you hadn't quit your job yet. You were just kind of doing this on the side. And of course... yes. The fact that you get to spend more time with more time with your dog. We have a ten um, month old Doberman puppy, and yeah, he's not here today because 
it, I cannot work with him around. He's very like, they are a lot. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So he's at the dog sitter, but, um, I love it. So when I was looking at your website, I mean, obviously dogs are like a big part of your branding. So how did you get started with the pet industry? Yeah. So it kind of just was a natural fit for me being that's who I was and that's my personality, which we're going to talk a little bit about today. Um, It was just natural for me because I was really kind of ingrained in like that quote unquote dog mom, like (laughs) community over and uh, people roll their eyes when they say that, but yes, I'm a dog mom. So um, it really started where I um, had like my local pet sitter, I had my like dog walker, I had my dog trainer, I had the pet store, I took my dogs to. And once you kind of get in with a niche like that, like it's crazy how many other people around like know more dog people. And I kind of just became known as like the crazy dog lady that helps with design. (laughs) Um, So because that was such a big part of my personality, my brand, it started attracting other people in the pet space outside of even just my local area. And it kind of spun up into this really big thing. Um, and I was able to really make some strategic partnerships with like, um, coaches and stuff like that in the pet space as well. Um, and just being that, you know, I am a dog mom and like, I understand that world. It became one of our bigger kind of client bases. Um, I would say the first two years, and then now that we've grown and established, you know, it's hard to kind of get your first clients. Those were definitely my first clients. But then once people could see what we could do with branding and packaging design, now we work with everyone. Um, so it was, you know, it helped getting those first kind of clients and getting it established. Um, and it really was just because it was like part of my personality and people could see that that was authentic. Yeah, I love that. So that I think is like a perfect tie-in into what you're going to talk about today, which is like the branding and the packaging and how important it is. So um, I work with a lot of product-based entrepreneurs and a lot of times in the beginning, they're like DIYing their design for their packaging. So I think when it comes to hiring someone, it's helpful for people to understand like what, what they're looking for, what they need to ask for, and then the importance of or why they should hire a professional to do the design for their packaging. Yeah, yeah definitely. Um, we work with a lot of product companies. So um, it started with a lot of pet product companies <laughs> like bandanas, bows, treats. But now we work with um, all kinds clothing, ceramics, jewelry makers, Um And I see it time and time again, they do get scared to invest in the brand because it's a big, scary thing, but it pays off tenfold. And I think the biggest, most important thing is starting with brand. Um, And I know a lot of people want to start with packaging design first, but to have that successful packaging design, you need to have the foundation of what your brand is. And I kind of talked about that a little bit with like my own brand. It's not just like the colors and the fonts, which yes, that is when they're going through our branding program, we help them with that. Mm -hmm. But it's really figuring out who you are and what's authentic to you and your personality and really making that shine through. So when your customers see your website, they see your social media, they're kind of making a decision about your brand within that first three seconds and you want it to be the right one that connects with them. Um, So that's what we really help our clients with is kind of figuring out what that personality is. We call it like your brand vibe. Um, And then really doubling down on that. And I've seen it time and time again. I have some clients that come to me where they're like scared, where they're like, I want to like be a jewelry company for everyone. And I'm like, that's like the fastest way to the bottom is trying to be for everyone. (laughs) So when you're... Oh yeah, go go ahead. I was just gonna say, how do you how do you help them through that? Because I get that problem a lot too. Like I hosted a workshop a month ago, and the main t- like question after the target audience portion was like, "But 
I, but I want to work with everyone, but I want to, you know, and obviously I know that's not practical and it's not sustainable and you'll like just fade into the background that way. But how do you help clients kind of get the confidence to, um, I guess, showcase their personality a little bit more? Yeah, I think I always like to ask, like going back to the beginning, like why you started your business. Like there's a reason like you wake up every day and put your blood, sweat and tears to this business. Like there's an impact you're trying to make. There is a story there. Like for me, it was like, I wanted to be at home with my dogs and I'm like, okay, there's something there. Clearly dogs is an important part of me and my personality. And how can I make that a part of my brand? So I think when you go back to that, like start question of like, what's the impact you're trying to make for your business? Like I always say, like, think about your business as a person. Like when you walk into a room, like a person based on how they're dressed, I know we like to say, don't judge a book by its cover, but we do like with, if they're wearing like a grungy band tee, like you're like, Oh, this person's like edgy. Or if they're like (laughs) all flossing and Gucci, you're like, okay, this person's clean and classic. So it's like, think of your brand as a person. And what is that first like impact you want to make your first impression. But then also when you leave the room, what is it that people are saying about you? Mm. Like, what is that like personality aspect? So brands kind of twofold. I think a lot of people will think about it as that first impression of like the colors, fonts, what's that like first thing that yeah. people are saying about you, which is important because you need to get them to land on your social media or land on your website and not go away. So that is important. But to make it like a lasting customer or customer that comes back or someone that connects with you, think about it in terms of like what that lasting impact is you want to make. And I think when you think about it that way, that kind of starts to help a little bit more with like who your audience is. Um, I think when you just go right to the audience portion, people get a little overwhelmed. But if you start to think about it in that way, it helps a little bit about like, what is the impact you're trying to make with your business? Like what is that lasting impression you're trying to make? And then how can we visually represent that in a unique way that makes you stand out from your competitors and doesn't make you fall into the background. Yeah, I love that. And I like to remind people too that that doesn't mean they have to say no to anyone who doesn't yeah. fit that mold. You know, like yeah. you with whoever you want, but we're just talking about like your brand personality and being confident in that and then consistent in it so people come to recognize that about you. Yeah, I love I think that's a really good thing because I think when I was first starting out, I was like, oh, do I have to say no to pet right. people? Because they're not, you know what I mean? It's like for me, that's just like a natural flow of clients I get. Like whenever someone's a pet person, they naturally gravitate to us. But I get other people outside of that too. And I'm not saying no to them. You know what I mean? It just was a way to keep my business going and to get those clients in and be recognized because it was something that people weren't doing. Like there wasn't a designer who was specifically focusing in on the pet space. And that kind of made me stand out a little bit. Right. So then, so as you help people do that, like what, when they come to you and they're like, okay, I'm ready. I need help with branding and design. Like what mistakes are you seeing that they've made so far? Is it just not being specific or like not having a personality yet? Yeah. I think there's kind of two things that I always say. Um, and that's like picking visuals with purpose. So (laughs) a lot of times they will just be picking stuff based on what their competitors are doing or based on what's trendy at the time. They'll be like, oh, everyone's using this like Canva template that's got like blobs (laughs) in the background. So I'm going to do that. And it's like, okay, but what does that mean for your business? You know? So I think that's like the mistake. Number one is they're not putting that thought into the visuals. They're kind of just frantically doing like they know that they have to do it. So they're kind of just like, oh, blue's 
my favorite color and I'm going to pick blue when that's really a missed opportunity. Um, so I think that's kind of mistake number one is not picking um, visuals with purpose. And then mistake number two is not using it consistency. I mean, your clients got to see that over and over and over and over again, at least like eight or 10 times to like yeah. recognize that that color blue goes with your brand or that font and that language goes with your brand. And the more you're using it, the more it's a visual cue to your customers or to people who are just following you of who you are and what you stand for. So if you're like using different colors, if you're using different fonts, if you're using a different Canva template every single time, if your website looks different than that graphic you posted and then the packaging mm. design they get in the mail is different, it's a really disjointed experience um, and it kind of jars the customer a little bit. So kind of, uh, I say, like visuals with purpose, but then also using them consistently. Yes, because when it's disjointed for them, they don't come to like look forward to that, that visual, right? Like when you release a podcast, everyone looks forward to that podcast icon or that graphic. If you're using it consistently, like, oh, that must be a new podcast. Like once they've seen it enough, right? It builds repetition, helps with the trust between you and the consumer. Yeah. And I like to say that I argue, obviously I'm in the visual game. So I think it's more important than content, because if you think about it before someone's even reading that like graphic you're sharing, or like if you're driving down the interstate and you pass a billboard before you're even like reading it, the colors and the fonts and the imagery is jumping out at you. So you can put that same headline in like a black and white photo that's like black and white. And you're going to be getting like Sarah McLaughlin, like arms <laughs> of the angel vibes. But if you're putting it in like a bright neon, like fun thing, you're like, Oh, what's this fun thing over here? So yeah. when you're picking your visuals with that, it's giving your customers visual cues on like what to expect. Um, So that's really important and definitely shouldn't be underestimated. And how do you find that changes the packaging then? Because I feel like this comes up a lot where the product-based business owners I work with, they get caught up in the trends, right? Of whatever it is that they've created. And so they kind of want their packaging to be like trendy because they want whatever they want their candle to look good in someone's home, regardless of what the home decor is. But I, I believe the opposite, like your branding should be reflected on your packaging as well. And so, and people will buy it for that reason. And I understand what their, you know, their thoughts and motivations are behind that. But sometimes I have a hard time coaching people to bring their personality all the way through to the packaging. Yeah. I, I think it goes to that customer experience. Um, I mean, A, you look, you really do have to figure out your brand foundation before you you jump into the packaging because if you are doing something that's like super trendy, but you're like, oh, I'm actually like this organic and natural brand, and like that's really important to me, and that's what I'm trying to communicate. And then they get this candle that's like neon colors because right. that's what everyone else is doing. There's like a disconnect there. Um so I always say to like be mindful of the entire experience. I mean um I, I always use the example of Starbucks because they're like obviously really good at this. They have curated their entire brand experience from when you see an ad that they have out to going in their stores to leaving with their Starbucks cup, which is like an accessory to people. I mean that's all curated in a way to give you a certain feeling of like this coffee shop, homey, warm vibe. So when you're doing your packaging design, yes, you want to make sure that it's recognizable of who you are as your brand. Um, That's also just like good marketing because if people are posting your packaging design, um, I had one client, their dogs, the term city, I talk about them a lot because they're like our biggest case study. Um, 
they are a dog event company and they do like these birthday boxes for dogs and Mm -hmm. we rebranded them. They, they had like a super professional and stark brand because they were in the pet space and everyone told them they had to be trustworthy and professional. And she came to us and was like, but I'm like a super fun and like quirky person. So we made her brand like that. We took all the colors, the fonts, and then made the birthday box like that. And because of that box, she tells me all the time, like this box blew up my business. Her online sales increased by 297%. And one of the biggest reasons was that damn box because everyone was taking a picture of it with their dog in front of it. And then posting it on Instagram, tagging her, and then like-minded individuals that follow those customers saw that packaging. They're like, oh, this speaks to me. This is cute. What's this? So, you know, it's really important. And when you're being strategic about it like that, like you're able to communicate to those people. Like I said, they were like, oh, like it caught their eye right away because it was made in a way to do that. Yeah. So do you have any other examples of people? I mean, did when she did that box, was she afraid to do that? Like afraid to kind of step out and be different? Yeah. So I, and I think it kind of stemmed back to the brand. Like we first started with the brand and she was a little like, she was like, everyone keeps telling me like I should be professional and like red and blue and paw prints, but that just doesn't feel like me. Mm-hmm. And you, you know, she was like, I'm going after like the crazy millennial Instagram dog mom. And like, I feel yeah. like they're going to want like <laughs> the millennial pink and the bright colors. And uh-huh. I was like, you're absolutely right. And so we did it. And like, everyone thought she was crazy, but she went against the grain and it worked. And those people were like, wow, you know what? There's not a brand out there. Right there, but it's like that. And I think that's what gets scary to people is they want to follow what everyone else is doing and what's trendy. But I always like to say, there's only one you, and you were giving this vision for your business for a reason. And there's only one you that can do it like you. And yeah, there might not be a brand out there right now, but that's an opportunity for you to, to, you know, make that and to be that brand, to fill that space. So Mm -hmm. I think a lot of people like have a hard time envisioning that because they don't have maybe something to compare it to, but that's not necessarily a bad thing. No. And I, I actually think if you can find inspiration, I tell clients to do this too, to look outside of your industry for inspiration. Like um, the beer industry, craft beer industry is always a really fun one to look at because there are so many different types of beer brands out there in the can artwork. Like, I mean, it's just, it goes on and on. And what's um, my fiance is in a cigar club, like randomly. And the packaging, like talking about the whole customer experience. So it's um, like a cigar subscription box. And every month they get a box. And on the outside, it just looks like a regular like cardboard box. But the branding is actually on the inside. So when you open up the box, it like folds open and they have all these, I don't, all their branding and facts. And then with the cigars, which are like hand curated each month, then they also have a um, typed up, It looks very kind of regal, but like a typed up um, letter that lets you know the history of each cigar, like when they selected it, why they selected it, where it was made, who made it, all that stuff. And then they have pairing notes for like whiskey and wine and dinner. And so they really like think through like your whole experience as you're consuming the cigar. Like, are you going to hang out with friends and have, you know, dinner and then a cigar like after dinner? And so I just thought that each element of their branding was so thoughtful. And for me, like I never would have looked to the cigar industry for inspiration, you know, for like a custom yeah. experience or branding, but it, it's just been curated so well that now I talk about it. You know, I've talked about it here and I shared in my yeah. workshops. And so I think um, 
for people maybe who are struggling with this, like looking outside of your industry and finding inspiration there, or I like to say like figuring out what turns you on in other people's marketing, like what are you attracted to that other people are doing, then that you can maybe like mimic their process in some way. Yeah, I love I always say that too, actually, is to look outside of the industry. And that's like what our team does when we do brand. Yeah. Like if I have a dog walker come to me, we're not looking at other dog walker no. brands. Like we're looking at if they told me they're like an adventure-based thing, I'm like looking at Patagonia and I'm like looking yes. at all birds and like seeing what those brands are doing. So I think that's really good advice to like look outside. And yeah, I you just made a really good point. Like you're talking about that cigar brand because they did such a good job with packaging. Mm-hmm. Like it cannot be understated how important it is. And it can be, you know, there's kind of two things. It can be a letdown. Like I've been let down before where I've like paid money for something and just comes like in the brown box. I'm not going to post that picture yeah. and like <laughs> get excited. I'm not going to like do an unboxing like video on that. Right. But when you do like invest in the packaging and the brand, it not only gets your customers excited and gets them sharing, but it allows you to charge premium prices. Like you can yes. raise your prices because you're giving them that customer experience that gets them excited. And that's what creates demand too. So with this cigar subscription box, he only opens up subscriptions like a few times a year. So there's just constantly a waiting list because people are talking about it in between. And then when he does that now, like, and it's become a whole thing. Like my fiance and his friends get together every Thursday and they like talk about their cigars. And what's oh my gosh. <laughs> I know, it's very funny, but um, what's cool, I think, in talking about like brand consistency, to take it one step further is like, so because they get together on Thursday and he was part of a, a subscription after his friends, he just emailed the guy and said, Hey, like there's three of us. We get together every Thursday. Can I get on like their mailing plan so we can have the same cigars at the same time so we can hang out? And they emailed like the that night and then had overnighted the next like round of cigars so that he could sit outside with his friends on Thursday and have the same cigars. Like their customer service was just next level. And we both, cause he's in sales and we were both like, wow, this is amazing. Like, yeah, you know, this whole, the whole experience. I mean, and that was part of their brand too. And that's what I'm saying. Like, it's not just colors and fonts and like that stuff's really important, but you got to be thinking about the overall experience and like customer service, obviously is a big part of that too. Like you definitely, that's like step one, I feel like, but yeah, like all of that is really, really important. I agree. So when you, um, so I know a lot of my, uh, clients and probably your consumers too, like when they're shipping out things, I always talk about adding that personal touch. So like whether because you're not always going to have an opportunity to talk directly with your consumer but when you're shipping things that is another way to communicate with them so do you have any examples or have your clients done anything like out of the box so to speak for that yeah we um i always obviously like to if we can include some sort of like i call it like an insert so whether that's mm-hmm. like a thank you card or like a birthday card for the yeah. dog or something like that so always having some sort of like insert in your box and even if you're diy in your packaging design and maybe you can't like afford the full like mail box right now like that's even just a simple way to like add a nice little branded element into something like buy there's like um, a website called Paper Mart. You can buy colored mailers, like buy a mailer in your brand color, take the time to create a nice little insert, print it out, put it in there, like something as simple as that, like the tissue paper, the like confetti you put in there, like just make sure it's packaged nice. Um, I did 
I do have a lot of clients. I did this with one client and now a lot of clients actually have been like, saw that we did it with that client and started doing it. We like personalized the box. So um, when you opened it up, it said like, um, there was like a line to write in the dog's name that said, is a good boy, like enjoy your treats or whatever. And that got people to take pictures of like their dog next to the box. Cause it was like personalized. They felt like you took that extra second to put in their dog's name and to like personalize it a little bit. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I like anything like that where it's like handwritten a little bit more personalized, I think helps. And I think it really just depends on your brand and like what your personality is. So like for me, again, going back to the dog thing with all of our clients, um, I send them like a thank you packet when they're done working with us. And I put some stuff that has their logo in it. But then I also got these like custom dog treats made that have our logo stamped into it. And every person we work with is a dog person or has a dog or has a cat. So that's just like a nice little touch that I put in, you know, to our boxes. And it ties back into our brand personality of like who we are. So when you're able to kind of figure out like what your thing is that you're going to own and like what your personality, you can have some fun with it and put in those personal touches. Oh my gosh. I love that idea. So this is good too, for service-based because I'm a service-based entrepreneur, obviously, but I like to give my clients like holiday gifts or onboarding gifts or, you know, just like little gifts here and there. And so one year I partnered (laughs) with one of my clients for, to make a custom candle and, um, it's right there. It has my logo on it and we like created the scent. And so that was fun. And I gave those out last year for Christmas and someone donated it to Goodwill. <laughs> oh my gosh. Did you see it? No, someone bought it. One of my client's sisters oh. was like, I was at Goodwill and I saw this candle. It was like $3. So I bought it. Like, well, I'm glad you have it, but, um, what? <laughs> oh my gosh. You're like, thanks. I just yeah. put so much thought into that. <laughs> oh, it's so funny. So do you, like for service-based entrepreneurs, because I I know a lot that like to give like a welcome box. Have you seen yeah. anything? Because I have a hard time with this too, like curating a welcome box that can be appealing to everyone, but still on brand and not like, you know, crazy expensive. So do you have any yeah. ideas for that? Yeah. So I actually just did one for... Um one of my clients, um, and they are like, um, not adventure based. They're, they're called scouts. Like scouts is like in their name. So we like played off of that concept of like scout badges sort of thing. So like everything in the welcome box was very like campy is how I would call it. So we made like a field guide for their brand and it was like done in a little like field guide book. And then for each um, module that they complete as part of their service base, they get like a badge, like a scout badge that they can put on. So we made, and it was just like little stickers that we made, but we designed like a little like badge illustration for each thing. Um, and then it was like, they could put the little sticker like in the notebook. And it was just like a fun way for them to like keep track of the program that they're a part of. But yeah. still putting their like unique branded spin on it. Um, and then we did like a really nice like campers mug, like, you know, those like um, ones that have the rims on them yeah. that everyone likes when they're like camping and hiking that have like a nice little saying on it. So I think things like that, when you can like start to inject some of the personality and make it a little bit more interactive is super fun. Yeah. I love that too. Things that people are going to actually hang on to, right? Like I don't, if, if you're going to yeah. donate the candle to Goodwill, like I would rather <laughs> have something else to give to you. Yeah, exactly. We actually, last year we did, um, for our clients for Christmas gifts, we did pet portraits for all of them. So I like scoured the internet and found 
what all their dogs look like. And then we, in their brand style and brand color, we like drew their dogs and then like put it in a little frame and send it to them. So it, it was just our time. Like I didn't have to buy anything. Obviously we had to like spend the time drawing it all up, but like, that was like a really meaningful gift for all of them. They all have it in their office now. And it's like, hopefully they think of us and our team whenever they see that and it's done in their brand. So it's just like another brand kind of touch point for them. So I think even doing something like that, like where it can be a little bit more personalized. I know there's a lot of makers that do things that are artists and creators. Mm-hmm. And obviously when you can start to make things a little bit more personalized like that, I think it's meaningful for people. Oh my gosh. I love that idea. This is just all, it's just so fun. I think Sometimes, or it may, I know I'm not the only one, but like you can get so like zoned in on what you're doing that creatively, it, I feel it gets kind of boring. So it's like so nice to kind of have someone to partner with, to think outside of the box and to brainstorm, especially for creatives, like for makers and artisans who are making and selling for a living, you know, their products that I, I feel like it's really helpful to have someone help them with that. Yeah, I just, we're actually working with a maker right now. They have, um, they're in Chicago, actually. They make baby clothes and then they have like um, a pop-up shop where people can do it. And we're we're almost done through her branding. And she was, that was what she was saying. She was like, oh my God, I was spinning. Like you have no idea. I was spinning. I needed someone to come in with like a fresh set of eyes and just help me tell me like where I should be going with my business. Like help me like even just validate that. Yes, this is your personality. And then like, once I was able to like get that validation, just see it all come together. I feel more confident in it. And then it tends to give our clients more like um, reinvigorated, like creative energy, because now they have like this new sense of confidence in their brand. They have a little bit more clarity of who they are. And then those really fun ideas start to come. I think that's a good point to talk about like the intangibles you get when you go through a branding process and you, because the confidence is one of them. Pride is one of them. Like being willing to put yourself out there. I know a lot of people like they wait until they have that logo or they have that, you know, like branding package to really go for it out there. Because I think, and it, some you can start without those things, of course, you know, you yeah. can grow and like figure that out along the way. But I do think that there is a level of confidence and almost like you're legit, right? Like when you have, it feels more legit. And so you're willing to like put yourself out there a little more. And it also gives you something to talk about, like something to explain to your consumer, like why you were intentional in choosing these colors or this logo. Yeah. And it gets them excited too. Like if they've been following along for a while and and then you're like, Hey, we just did a rebrand and like this is what we're doing. Like they get excited about it and like, they're going to want to share it and like be a part of that with you. And if it is something that you're thinking of DIYing and stuff, like bring your customers into that experience with you. Like if they like, they'll tell you like why they're, if you're struggling with like, why am I like, what's my personality? What's this? Like I, at the beginning of my brand, I actually offered like a $5, like Starbucks gift card to people who would get, who were like following me and were really active on my profiles to get a really quick call with them. And I just asked them like, why are you following docs? Like, what do you like about us? Like what attracted you to us? And like your customers and your followers will tell you like, they're a great resource. If so, if you do feel like you're struggling or you're spinning or you don't know where to start DIYing, like rely on your community and your customers and figure out what attracted them to you. And then you guys can really double down on that in your brand. 
Yes. Do you have people like I encourage people to send surveys or ask for reviews all the time, but also then to encourage it like in their Instagram stories, just to take polls and like check the temperature page with them. I love the, I use polls all the time on Instagram. I think that's a really good way. I have a Facebook group too, that I do a lot of like like polls in there and stuff like that too. But yeah, like, and go where like your customers are buying from you. So like if Instagram obviously is like one of your bigger, like, um, I guess, lead generations for customers and stuff like, yeah, get on your stories and ask them like, Hey guys, just really quick. We, you know, we're trying to refine our brand. We're trying to, you know, refine our experience and make this better for you guys. Just some quick questions for you. And it literally will take two seconds. Yes. I love it. I, I'm like all about the customer engagement and because they will be honest. Like they, um, my, I have a client who's rebranding some things right now and she did take to Instagram and did a poll with a couple options, you know, and she obviously had, her top option in her mind. And then um, she said she was nervous for a minute because they were starting to vote the other way, like vote against the option she wanted. But, and she had people messaging her, like they got really into her packaging and she said she didn't even realize some of those people were following her or paying attention. And I think that that's just a nice way to also let your consumers know that like you care about what they think and that you are here to like serve them and work with them. And so bringing them into the conversation is just helpful and beneficial for everyone. Yes. I love that. Good tangible tip for everyone listening. (laughs) Yes. Good takeaway. So on that note, um, is there anything else you want to share about branding or packaging? I feel like you shared so much with us. Yeah. I think just like, like I said, I encourage everyone to take a step back and just really reflect on their brand and like think back to like why they started, what the impact is they're trying to make with their brand. And then if your visuals are representing that kind of back to the two things I said, like picking visuals with purpose, making sure you're not doing anything that's overly trendy, like blocking out all the noise. Don't focus on what your competitors are doing. Like if you don't see a brand out there like yours and right now, that's probably a good thing to really lean into that. And then when you take all this time to do that and to actually think through it, to just make sure you're using it in a consistent way and that your customer experience is connected and that you have this beautiful brand, make sure it's being shown on your social media graphics, make sure it's on your website, make sure it's on your packaging design. Like if it leaves your business, it should be branded. So just those two things I think are really, really important and go a long way. Oh, uh, yes. It just helps establish the consistency. And then again, like we said, it will make you feel good when you know that all of those parts are working together and you're proud of what you've created. So how do people work with you if this, they like what they hear today? I mean, I do too, especially with those. (laughs) So how do we work with you? Yeah. So you guys can head over to our website. Um, it's docs.design, not .com, not .net. It's dox.design. That always throws people off. Um, so we have a few ways that you can work with us. Um, the main way that our clients work with us is through our signature branding program. So this is where our team does a deep dive into your brand. We help you figure out your personality. You leave with a full brand identity, the logos, colors, patterns, icons, illustrations, social media templates. It's really a one-stop shop to get your brand in order. Um, so that's mainly how everyone works with us is through a signature branding program. Um, But we also do have a way that people can work with us on a monthly basis um, to kind of get their foot in the door with us. And that's our marketing bundle. Um, So that is done for you, social media graphics done by our team. um, And you get access to our design vault, which has all kinds of templates and holiday graphics and illustrations from our team. Um, But it's a really nice way where if you're really looking to like start to get your brand leveled up, social media is always like the first 
place to do that. Um, so our team will go in and kind of help you start to establish your brand through your social media graphics. And you leave every month with 10 graphics captions ready to post nice. for you. Wow. That's amazing. I love it. Yeah. And what's your social media handle? Your Instagram? Um, it's docs.design, just like the website and Facebook too, docs.design. <laughs> yes. Thank you so much for being here, Kayla. This has been so informative and so, just so fun. Like I could talk about this stuff all day long, like yes. marketing, design. I just love it all. So thank you so much. Thanks for having me. Yeah. And if anyone has any questions watching this, like I'm always an open book, feel free to DM me on Instagram. I'm in our Facebook group. We have like our design school every week where I'll answer design questions. So I'm always willing to help. I love talking about this. I could talk about it all day too. So thanks for having me. Thank you.